0: Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that entails. Uh, We're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Welcome. did is he is he how much is he spending on this because i remember buying secret wars and that was just a new title but it was extra money per month yeah you know um i mean and think about it this way in the mid
1: 80s when secret wars came out that was six bucks go collect some cans and you're good to go but
2: collect cans from where
1: (laughs) oh that's right i forget you're young There's this thing called aluminum. (laughs) It's worth something to somebody.
0: No, no. This was the funniest thing the other day because I thought, how many people don't understand this? Uh, We were at Target, and uh, on an end cap, they had a a bunch of Stranger Things items. Mm. And this kid picks up this thing. He goes, I don't understand. There's a milk carton. Why is this milk carton... A proper anything, and it had like you know the missing kid on it, and mm-hmm. it was just like I wanted to say there was a lot of kids missing in the eighties. We don't know what happened to them.
2: Well, they went to the upside down, obviously. <laughs> obviously. now we know, but mm-hmm. before we didn't. There were, just they, were
0: like, they were bad kids. They needed to go there. Are you good? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> But yeah, he didn't. He didn't get that '80s reference, and, and it's like weird because now we have Amber Alerts, and so I guess that's what they're used to. And they <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like if you don't have the technology, what's the best way to let everyone know? And it was like put it on a milk carton because everybody drinks milk. Well,
2: when I get the thing on my phone, a milk carton comes up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. So just you understand to, it? Yeah, I think they're trying to do both things. You know. So.
0: What, um, what was y'all's favorite book this week?
2: Man, so I read a lot since we last recorded. But last Sunday I went on an X twenty three kick.
0: Oh yeah, which uh, Tom?
2: Uh, no, no, and before, like, oh, like okay. old old X twenty three. We went. It's the X twenty three, the Ultimate Collection Volume One, but it has the first series of X twenty three. Then one called Target X, which is six issues. All the, I think this is all Kyle Yost and. Yeah. Um, 10 and on art uh so those are those are really good um it's just like laura's time at the facility like how Mm. she came to be like she's young she's like seven you see her like as a baby seven eight like and then when she goes on her first mission when she's about 10 you're like holy shit so Mm. so it's all that she killing people at 10 oh my god yeah very effectively too Mm. so claw to the head yeah so, the first assassination she does is, like, uh, a presidential candidate. It was just, like, a demonstration. Like, this is the kind of weapon we're creating, so let's make a big splash. Wow. She goes in undercover as a little girl um, that's supposed to be handicapped, and she just wants to meet the candidate. So, like, they're like, oh, yeah, there'll be a good press shot. You know, get her in here or whatever. Then all of a sudden, uh, an EMP thing goes off, all the cameras and lights go off or whatever, and you just see Laura's foot moving claw bang right back like nobody even. yeah yeah so then like you know then the emts and the cops finally show up and like she's like the only one person left alive in the room like because she's dressed up as a just this normal child Mm -hmm. i think she's got like crutches and stuff like so you know gets a really good cover mm -hmm. Uh, because she would pass
0: all metal detectors
2: right yeah that's exactly (laughs) what she did yeah she used that to Mm -hmm. get through the metal detectors um, so yeah, and then she just the EMTs got her, and then she just escaped afterwards. And it's it's so crazy. And then the next volume um, deals with her uh, after. So in the first volume, her, she escapes the facility, uh, and then the next volume, or the next uh, Target X story, they introduce Kimura who kind of redcon to be her her handler, all, her handler at all times. Yeah. And she's got kimura has got some kind of mutation that. She can't be damaged. So, like, I, I don't know exactly what it is. And I didn't go look into it because I've read a lot of Kimorian. Like, you just can't hurt her. Like, there's no... She's invulnerable. But like, she doesn't have like super-
0: Eunice the Untouchable? Like, is there a force field? Or is it no, just, no, like, you just dense can't, skin? Yeah, kind of like... like it power, felt like Power Man. Yeah, yeah. It felt
2: like Power Man. But, but I'm not sure why. I think that's just her mutation. So, like, she was the perfect person to handle uh, X because, you know, she can't hurt her. So, and... And Kimura can hurt uh Laura. So uh, so she, she reconnects with her in the first story you, you you she meets her cousin and her aunt and then she escapes and she goes there to San Francisco to live with them. So it's like now Laura's trying to be a normal girl with her cousin who's also have issues and, and it's so it's really interesting. Hmm. I think the only the only thing that was a little weird was that uh sometimes there are like she's supposed to be a young young child
0: make sexualizer uh, yeah, yeah oh, it's just, no. like the
2: outfits they picked I mean it, it, this is more towards a teenager but still like it's weird like just this, the stuff that they put her in sometimes is not the best
0: yeah um, oh Disney you know, oh so, Marvel
2: well and, and and this is all from like you know 15 years ago but still like oh, somebody oh, should have cho- made better choices I think <laughs> we we'll have to look up um, who the editor was yeah
0: But it's interesting, though, because I've seen notes uh, over the years from editors and writers and artists talking about, you know, um, they wanted to go this direction or they wanted to go that direction, but editorial said, no, do this, and so it was completely out of their control. And I'm trying to remember who it was recently, because someone was saying uh, they had found some notes, and they thought that this change was a Claremont change, and they said, no, it came from editorial. And so they showed like some of the notes and everything. So it's kind of interesting to see like how some of these evolve. Yeah. Now, Adrian,
2: no, just, what have you been? Oh, wait. Sorry, but, just the just, last thing. Yeah. So the last part. So this is like a 500-page volume that you get. Oh wow. Um, and then the last part of it is the beginning of Marjorie Liu's run on X uh, X23. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's weird because it starts with the, at the time I guess Wolverine was in Hell. Yeah. So. The first two things that you get is not really a Laura story. It's, like, about her trying to get Logan out of hell. Which is weird because if you don't know that Wolverine's in hell and that some, some demons inhabiting Logan's body, uh, like, it just, it's just harder as a new reader to go into jumping into that. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, you know, uh, Laura, she teams up. She leaves the X-Men because I think she had been at the X-Men Academy for a little while. I didn't read the... I didn't read new X-Men Academy. Yeah. And uh, she leaves... And then Gambit goes after her, and then her and Gambit kind of team up, which is a weird. Yeah. It's a weird team up, but I mean, it works because it's like Gambit's like, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I just see that you need help, and I want to give you help.
0: Do they commit crimes together?
2: Um, Laura commits crimes, and Gambit's kind of there. Like, she kills a pimp.
0: Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought they were going to rob people no, and no, do, no, no. you yeah. know, kind of join. I, I saw the, the way Storm. Was uh, when was Storm joined Gambit, yeah. you know, and she was kind of, she was a child. I forget how she
2: was a child. Well, though. but Storm was already in. Was Storm? Was, uh, yeah, she got de back after yeah. the siege, paralysis or whatever. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> and she hooks <laughs> up with previously on X Men.
0: Yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah,
2: um, but yeah, no. The the only thing I'll say is their first adversary is uh, Miss Sinister, which that in itself is like a bundle of like just. Oh, continuity weird shit. Yeah. Because, like, how don't she's I make a, it easier. She's Give a her clone her- of Mr. Sinister, but it's she's in a different body, and then he's trying to regain that body. It's weird. Uh, but, yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's good. I think I'm going to keep reading Marjorie Luce uh, yeah. because that leads up into the stuff that Tom Taylor did afterwards. And
0: Well, I've always heard Marjorie's is is the essential yeah. X-23 to read.
2: Yeah, and I think I'm looking forward to that because uh, a Jubilee Vampire's in it, which I love Jubilee as a vampire. I know pe- mm. a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy it.
0: <laughs> I think it was a Victor Gishler change when he was writing the X Men.
2: Yeah, so so I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think it, it's weird because I've been on a kick of like this, like uh, you know, female badass. Because after yeah. that, I watched Stranger Things season three. Oh, so uh, good! And then you got Eleven being a badass, and then I watched and Joyce the, Byers. Yeah, Joyce yeah. Byers, is, uh, who
0: who's changed. I really like that character.
2: Yeah. And then I watched uh, Hannah on Amazon Prime. Which is also about this young girl that just grew up From training. the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. from the movie. Yeah. Which, I know the movie, a lot of people didn't like it, but the show's really I good. I like the movie. Yeah. You did? Good. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I I'm watching the, the show. They
1: uh, previewed the first three episodes like six, seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't had time to get back into it, but I want to watch
2: that TV show. I think show. it's only six or eight. so it's, Oh, yeah, cool. It'll yeah. go by fast. Uh, Amazon's doing some cool things. Jack mm-hmm. Ryan was cool. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched Jack Ryan either. I like Hannah a lot, so... It's just like this whole week has been just like, you know, female badasses and like let's see where we can go next. So
0: well, uh now Adrian has been busting to talk about this because we've <laughs> tried to keep it to the show, but what have you been trying to read?
1: I've been trying to finish War of the Realms. Um I will get into something that I did read that I thought was really cool first, um, before I go on my little rant. <laughs> I read Silver Donnie Cates' Silver Surfer Black. Yes. What yes. a fun issue one. That was really cool. Very um, cool. The art was a little different, it took a
0: minute to get used to, but I I you know I agree. Yeah. I, I, I did, but I also go, yeah, I felt this way when I read uh Demon Bear saga. Right. Um the funny thing about it is it starts off
2: with Andrew. And oh we're, we're gonna we're gonna we we really want to talk about this book, so we we're, we're gonna spoil or, issue yeah, one. Yeah. Uh,
1: so you know, take a few minutes. But it starts off with the uh, I can't remember what issue I read, but I read that story where the the, the I think the
2: it's Guardians. It's it a Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: It was uh, issue one. Yeah, it was issue one of Guardians. Yeah, so I got that everyone for free. goes into black hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which was also written by Dining Kids, I think. Uh, yeah. the, the annual. Yep. Yeah, it, no, no. This, was, this was the the, the
2: Guardians the, one when when they're when Thanos dies or uh, with whenever they go to the funeral mm-hmm. at, right. at at the end. Uh, they get attacked and like this is about the black black hole oh okay the
0: annual I think explains all their individual stories yeah
2: and then it explains everybody outside the black hole Silver Surfer Black One explains everybody that went in the black hole that we thought was dead
1: yeah and I think yeah that was the new Guardians that with the Galactic Ghost Rider that was the issue one that I got that picked up Um, but it picks up right from there Uh, it was just a fun book
0: uh trippy yeah um, it could have easily been a, like uh, an early 70s Doctor Strange book from the right. from the look and style of it it's just so cool and I think it in subtle ways it showed
1: how powerful Silver circle is like he created his own son
0: out of nowhere but he's it, still um, tied to Galactus he's still yeah. part of that problem yeah that that's
1: a little bit of a problem but I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start picking that up as it comes out. I think that's one book I Donnie's books are just fun.
0: Yeah. I I got on to Redneck and finished all three volumes. Right. I just I just uh got on a well I had reread volume 1 to get back into the book mm-hmm. and now it's like that really should be the book that takes over for Walking Dead now. Mm-hmm. I mean because it's really got uh, a little bit of history to it mm-hmm. uh, They can build on it And it's a great story It's such a fun read and He writes fun stuff you know. Um, and
2: it's in Texas And so it's, it's in so Texas like Sulphur right.
0: Springs um, uh, And Aaron too I mean it, Jason Aaron writes fun shit I mean War of the Realms is so fun But,
1: but, but Okay so Clay For our listeners that haven't been listening for a while Clay about a year ago went on a epic rant about how <laughs> he was done with Marvel. And the reason why he was done with Marvel is he had an issue with um, redeeming, downloading, re- redeeming the digital codes. I, because I didn't read too many new stuff, um, never had a problem with downloading digital codes. So, and I, at the time, I thought it was kind of cute that Clay was going on this rant. I mean, he was he was visibly hot under the collar about this.
0: It and took months to get all the books and I actually got them by going through Joe Quesada, which no one should do but I was just being an asshole and going hey, your shit doesn't work it's crap, no one's talking about it fix it, but obviously it's not fixed. Obviously, I just I, think
2: Joe Quesada needs to make sure that all the code is right before he puts it out. Right. Hey
0: any, any good CEO would do that, or he's the COO. Yeah. So
1: uh, two weeks ago I was just strapped for cash so I decided to put everything that I wanted pulled um, on hold for a week and then when I went into the shop this week I got paid and went in on Thursday and uh, picked up the books that came out that week and so I ended up having like 13 books and went home uh got on the website started digital download they said i had 13 books i was redeeming i hit continue and it only redeemed four books
0: four out of the 13 so i have nine books and what happens to those codes that it doesn't redeem
1: uh yeah i can't use them
0: yeah it immediately
1: tells you they're bad they're bad so um it was friday evening well thursday evening or was it friday it may be no it was thursday um but it was after their business hours.
2: Oh, they, so, they definitely <clears throat> it's only have o'clock. customer support till five wherever they are. Five yeah. Eastern. Because I've gotten emails <laughs> that are like, "Oh, we'll get back to you tomorrow." Thanks for putting in a case. Right.
1: Yeah. And so they 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 email they email me back on on um, Friday, but I was at work, and of course their business hours are only until four in the afternoon. I don't get off until six at night here, and so. Um, but they asked me to uh, take pictures or send proof of purchase of the ones. That, even though I gave them a list of everything I had, mm-hmm. and you think they can just go into my account and see where th- stuff was attempted? And but no, I. I so yes. customer service is
0: shit. Right? I mean, not to just Marvel's customer service is shit mm-hmm. uh, because it has that time frame. Right. Like obviously, every other place in the world outsources and has call centers. To take place twenty four hours, right? But fuck them, man! Right. Like, I, it just makes me so mad because it's 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 just a customer service issue of like be available.
1: A, it's just a technical IT issue.
0: I mean, well, obviously <clears throat> that, that's that's a problem and right. it's an ongoing problem. But if they're not going to fix it, have the support to fix it, right?
1: Um, and so yesterday uh, I got off a little early from work. I was supposed to work a ten hour shift, but I ended up only working like five. And I get, I was like, well. Uh, part of my problem is because um, i don 't have that much money to spend on comics, and I really don 't buy too many new comics, so i don 't feel right about not having any money but setting this, this um, having to set aside money discretionary money every week for a pull, so yeah. i don 't have to do a pull list. so sometimes when I go in on Thursday afternoon after I get paid, the issue is out. Now I love pastime comics because every issue you buy is bagged and boarded, and so. But I go to this other shop that's really not a comic book shop; it's more of a game shop. So comics are just kind of secondary. But <clears throat> two months later, they still don't have any bags and boards.
0: Why are you still got a pull list there? Huh? Why are you still- oh, I don't? I don't. Have, oh, okay. I just started, oh, okay.
1: and I just realized that I might as well just go ahead and start because I'm tired of going over to this realm's place because they. They'll, they, they'll have the issues because they're not going to sell it because, like I said, comics isn't their main focus. Yeah. But they're not bagged and boarded. So Discount, at least, huh? for, for a pull list? They do do a discount for a pull list. Okay. But I'd rather, if I'm doing a pull list, I'd rather do it through Realms or uh, Pastime because of the experience and yeah. the nice free bag and board that comes with every issue. Customer
0: service. No, I, will say that, that I mean, it. look at the decision. You were right. getting a discount at two different stores, right. you know, but... One store obviously treats you better. Right. And so, um, but
1: pastime doesn't, because they bag and board everything, they don't have any really extra bags and boards, right? Yeah. So I had to go over to Gen X yesterday. Um, they were a quarter a piece. So I picked up, I had, after a couple of months, I have like 20 issues that I need to bag and board. So I went and bagged and boarded up, you know, bought, and then I ended up picking up the superior Spider Man tying because so I heard that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then. I was going back to our chat
0: and saw that you had posted how much you had spent on Realms. Well, it wasn't what I spent. What we were looking at is uh, War of the Realms had all their books listed. So I was in Comixology, so I just added them all to the cart to see how much it was. Because I was like, this isn't tie-ins. This is Mm -hmm. anything that's War of the Realms and then War of the Realms series. So Mm -hmm. the Strike Force, Journey into Mystery, all those. And what was the total? One hundred and like yours 30? was one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one twenty-five just for the books that come out with that, and that is what in a six-month period. Yeah, no. So this less. is less because they in were three every month.
1: It, yeah. was three month it
2: doesn't include any ongoing series that have times. Is just any series that were created because of War of the Realms. Right. Yeah, and I could say
0: I bought all of those except for two, and that was the Punisher and the X Men run. So and so I, after bagging board and boarding everything, I was like, well, let me
1: see how much mine was. So I. I have a stack of just regular comic books that I had, and then I have made a stack that's War of the Realms. It was 37 books, mm. and I realized I had spent $185 after tax. Oh. Over three, like
2: three, three or four months? months. Yeah. Like yeah. three months, yeah.
1: So I think I'm done with event books. <laughs> uh, well, I'm done with event books as they're coming out. Yes. I think. Um, um, now, I, I may. I don't know if you can consider what they're doing with the X Men uh, event.
2: No, I think no, it's are a those, launch. These look That's like awesome. these feel like mini series that will lead onto the regular ongoing. Yeah, right. like
0: like where we got War of the Realms Omega, so, which right. was like here's the end and kind of a wrap up and a preview of what's to come. Those seem like to set up, you know, this x-men world we're not getting out of the regular series all right but yeah so it's always weird when they go you know what we can't tell this story in the regular series let's make another issue or make another uh title or a mini series like why can't we have like well, i miss and i'm gonna get i'm sorry i'm going to the good old days i miss when stories would just go well we'll just tell it in the next issue instead of it just i, I get frustrated with all the extra books I'm, as I've been cataloging, I, I, I go, where should I put this? Because they're all either tie ins to something or something else. You're starting to get me heated now. Well, I'm going I'm, to back I, off and let you finish. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> it, it,
0: well, I'm just as upset because I'm thinking about this and I'm
1: like, like you brought up a very good point. Uh, and there's a point that we brought up in past episodes. How are they getting younger kids? Like, I mean, we're all, except for one are in our mid to late 40s. And a lot of our friends that still read comic books are in our mid to late 40s, early 50s, mm-hmm. uh, late 30s. And there's a reason why we love comic books because of the stories and
0: it's art. And Before the internet, we had to sit down and figure out what we were going to do for fun, and this right. was it. Right. And, but how do you get kids
1: into it? When, when, when you have an event that you hype up, and it costs $183 after three months. I mean... They're not selling to
0: kids. They're selling to us. Right. They know that but, I mean, we're the ones that are going to buy it. Well,
1: okay. I have a interesting relationship with death.
0: I've, I, Thanos' I,
1: lady? Huh? Or no, dream, just... Dream just, sister.
0: Just <laughs> Which continuity are we in? You have to be clear because they're very different.
1: We're in my 616 and I've experienced a lot of death in my life. And... But... We're getting to an age where – and I would say that's abnormal because I abnormally know a lot of people. I've abnormally come into contact with a lot of people with my jobs and my personality and stuff. But we're now getting to the age where people are supposed to be dying off, right? So how do you get new readers if we're getting to the people that that absolutely love your comic books or getting to the age where they're dying off or they really can't afford to buy comics – Who's going to be your new readers? And if they can't afford to read,
0: are you going to have any new readers? Um, That's the big question. I think uh, they see where the money is. I mean, obviously, you know, you see the comics trend and they go, oh, let's do Secret Wars and sell some toys. Oh, that was really good. Let's do these event books every year. And then they get to the point where they're just constantly just selling shit, you know, to you. And it's like, I think they need to pull back. And write great stuff. You have to outwrite every manga that a kid's picking up, every anime, every... I mean, you've got so many things you're fighting. Like, when we were kids, they were going, oh, comics are going to die, video games, man. Mm-hmm. Video games are going to pull these kids away. They'll never read comics. But it, but it got through the console wars. It did. And now we have the internet. And I saw Jimmy Pommiotti, he was tweeting, he goes, he was, they were on vacation. He goes, every kid he saw had an iPad, his face was in a screen, watching YouTube or playing a game. And that's what they're competing with now. But then they had those same uh, things when PlayStation came out, when right. Atari came out, when in television, every console, every other conflict, every summer that you know, uh, that's when all the summer movies hit. Right. Uh, they have the competition. It's just getting bigger and well, bigger. And, and I think, and they've struggled
1: during those times. I mean, Marvel notoriously struggled in the mid '80s, where they almost went bankrupt. But I think you can. You can correlate their struggles with bad editorial decisions, bad storylines, just a a lot of bad things. But when things are good, because I was in there, uh, I remember an episode we talked uh, about a year or so ago. We were worried about Marvel because all the good writers were going over to D.C. Right. And D.C. has a stable of great writers. But But, but But if you turn around and look at Marvel now, you can list off seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Very good writers and seven or, or ten or twelve fantastic artists that are at Marvel, and they're telling pretty good stories. This War of the Realms is a great example of who I think is their number one writer, Jason Aaron. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have Donnie Cates, you have. Um,
2: Matthew Rosenberg. Matthew
1: Rosenberg. Tim, Tim Taylor. Yeah. Or Tom, Tom, you know, Tom, Tom Taylor, Taylor goes Tom, back and
2: forth with yeah. yeah. I love that he's in both worlds and he's just, like, kicking ass. Yeah. And
0: doing de- deceased. Deceased. I mean, oh, That guy tweets about how much fun he's having just killing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Um, you know, they have some really good writers and they're telling really good yeah. stories.
2: Kelly Thompson yeah. is just anything. Everything she's doing mm-hmm. is... Dan Slot.
0: Yeah. Chip Dan Slott. Yeah.
1: So, and you would think that would correlate into them fiscally being okay but at the same time I can't afford 183 dollars every couple of months yeah you know um, take that back I can't because I really don't have time to do shit else right now but you know if I'm having a regular life or if I start dating again am I gonna have 183 bucks? to pick up the comics that I want. yeah, Probably not. I'll probably go back to what I was doing, which was waiting for the trades to come out, mm-hmm. waiting a little bit longer for it to go half price, or wait a little bit longer for it to go buy one,
0: get one free. Yeah, I think our, our next episode is going to be about realms, and I'm going to take the financial point of trying to see how much how much an event book costs and then how much six months later it costs. Because we already know that like Josh pre-ordered uh, the digital... And it was 10 bucks. Right.
2: I think they gave him $10 to take it. <laughs> right. That's how cheap it was. So like, here you go. I
0: mean, you know, this event book that's tied into so many different things and just the core series, like I think it I- was basically buy two, get get four for free. Right.
1: I mean, I, I remember buying Immortal Hulk a couple months ago for, like, 4 bucks. Yeah. The volume two, or volume one for, for 4 bucks, and I think volume two is only, like, 8 bucks.
0: When you buy off the stand, I think it's a FOMO. I think it's a fear of missing out. I think um, we could, if they didn't make it such a big deal, or if we weren't tied into the community, it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't bother me to wait six months for a book. But I like discussing it with people online. It's right. fun. I, I don't want to be spoiled. Right. Uh, and like this week, I mean, I had home run books I picked up, and I wanted to shout out it to every creator. Man, this was great. I love this. Awesome read. You know things right. like that. But six months later I'm sure the the author still is glad to hear that kind of shit. Yeah
1: <laughs> and
0: I like I picked up um
1: from Marvel and Zara, got uh Avengers Volume One by Jason Aaron mm-hmm. and I thought that was such a fun read that they had a they had a sale. Buy one trade, get another one free. So I bought Avengers Volume Two, um, The Final Host and or no Final Host was the first. I think it was World Tour was the second volume. Yeah. And then War Volume the 3 vampires. was Vamp- War of the Vampires. I finished both of those in like two days. It was such a fun read. Yeah. And I was very glad at the end to realize that that re- at the end of Volume 3 was right when War of the Realms starts. So it just leads right up to War of the Realms. And like I said, War of the Realms has been fun. But I don't know if I can afford that brand new off the shelf cost again. Okay, so an event
0: book to me. I know you love Aaron. Mm-hmm. You love Thor. Seeing War of the Realms is like I'm going to put on the biggest show for you. Mm-hmm. And he did. It, and, and and so let's say he does this a year from now. Mm-hmm. You get the same kind of setup. It's like I'm going all in. We're going to get another big event. What are you doing? Wait for a trade. So you're just going
1: to... I mean, it depends where I'm at financially. Yeah. But, but like it, like if it dropped today, how would you... If it dropped today after after going through and, and pricing what I just priced and yeah. having to weigh things, what I could have done with that $83, I could have done something with my daughter, or I could have, you know... And don't get me wrong, I, you have to make yourself happy. And reading comics to me is my release. It's my joy. It's my yeah. passion. So I can... I can justify that cost because I haven't done anything else other than go see Spider-Man um, Far From Home, which is something that we're going to discuss in a oh, minute. Oh,
0: spoilers! Oh, plenty. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, but after having that sticker shock, I think I, it's safe to say that I'd probably wait for the trade. If and, um, and wait
0: for the trade to go on sale. So let's let's say you wait for the trade. If if that hurt one of your shops. See, that's, yeah. this is where, because I... I but, but, but you just told me you had two stores to choose from, and based on customer service, you're leaning towards one. Yeah. So you're basically saying, even the one I'm going to choose, I'm going to have a hard time supporting because they put out so yeah. much stuff.
1: Right. And it, it's... It, the, the, the funny thing about it is, is there's a good portion of this, our society that thinks that what we do as far as reading comic books is kind of kid stuff and silly. But at the same time, it's something that...
0: I think people that think that haven't found what they love. R- exactly. They, they, they're, in, they're, they're void of passion. And if you watch someone else enjoying themselves at something that you don't understand and you mock it, well, then that just shows what kind of person you
1: are. Right. And, and, and I agree with all that. I, I challenge anybody that even questions why I read comic books to come to the comic book shop with me. I guarantee I can find something that you like. Yeah. Guarantee. I, I mean, I it's, love it's,
0: finding books for people who've never read comics because like I my, just go, "What kind of movie? What kind of stories do you like?"
1: Yeah, um, I have this sushi challenge. Like when I tell people I, my love for sushi, and they're like, "I'm like, I bet you." Even though you do, you like seafood? Yeah, but you just can't get in the sushi. No, I guarantee you.
0: You take them on the tour. I
1: take you. I take you to a sushi place. I can find you five rolls that you will absolutely love, and come back for. As and I just not, finished my McDonald's. Come right. on, man. If not, you know, you know and if not, I, I, I will take you out. If I, if I can't, then I'll take you on a steak dinner, you know, or something like that. And I have yet to lose that freaking challenge. And I'll challenge anybody if they come to the comic book shop with me. I can find you three or four things that you absolutely end up loving. And, and it doesn't matter what kind of genre you like or, or you know, if you're into horror, or if you're into uh, romance or whatever you're into, like, And I find it hilarious people are into these TV shows and not realizing that they're comic book properties. Yeah.
0: And and that's where I try to, you know, give comics to kids. I mean, you still have to recruit if you're a fan if you want to see this. I mean, I don't want to be 20 years from now, and the only way I get comics is, like, I have to subscribe, and it's digital because Disney just dictates it because it, you know, has either bought out the industry or we just haven't had enough people. So we don't – I mean – Imagine if one if DC or Marvel ever shuttered their doors, no publishing, there's, no publishing. There's been rumors that's going to happen. I, I've I've heard the rumor, and I mean this was just talk. This wasn't a rumor. I'm sorry. So it was just talk. And but I've seen it. Is that IDW handles some of the properties sometimes uh, for DC for Marvel, right? And that they could easily take them off their hands and take care of the publishing and do it at a reduced cost, and that would just oh. oh you know great. they might do great stuff they might do incredible but i just feel like the house of ideas dying would be tough yes and seeing the stuff that dc's doing um i mean imagine not getting tom king stuff i, don't I mean want to. yeah ah, I, did, I mean that's a nightmare yeah so i mean that's i give comics out to kids i mean when i was a big brother i gave ej comics all the time and i give them out at halloween if um I'm going through my collection now. We're, uh, we're going to have a prize box mm-hmm. of stuff that I've pulled out. Stuff, Weird stuff from Wizard Magazine that were like, you know, issue zero, uh, uh, duplicate graphic novels I've bought, you know, th- fun things to give away. So maybe at Mark's show. I think I may have a grab bag of stuff. Okay. So, so if you guys come out to, where's Mark's show going to be? Louisville. Louisville. Dallas Comic Show. Yeah, yeah what, what's the date? Uh, August 11th and 12th. August 11th so. and 12th. So, so. Right. Yeah. Okay. If not, I mean we'll have another episode out where we will promote that. I might ha- I may bring a couple of bags and if uh we get ki- if we get kids that come by the booth, I will have grab bags for kids.
1: All right. So I think I'll have some comments I can add to that.
0: Um I I I, I know I, I accidentally picked up two war, uh, war scrolls. Uh, volume number 3. Well, I actually did uh, picked up two copies of the vol- third volume of Rednecks. So, okay. I mean, unless you guys want to Have you read the third volume of Rednecks?
2: Not yet, but, I mean, I I buy that monthly. (laughs) Oh, you buy (laughs) it monthly. I was going to say, if anybody wants to
0: read (laughs) it. Not yet. Can I dig into mine? Sure. Uh, Because I had a home run week. Okay. I had a home run week.
2: All right. Ed Brubaker,
0: Sean Phillips, uh, Bad Weekend. His uh, straight-to-hardback books are totally worth the buy. I mean, I
2: love the look. first the look of the, the look of that book is, is great. just amazing.
0: Yeah, so this book is called Bad Weekend. It's got kind of an old man on the cover in a suit with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and some superheroes in the back that look like uh, my worst day at cosplay.
2: Right. Um, a, a cigarette is what they used to do before vaping. Yes,
0: <laughs> in the olden days, we used real fire. Um, it is a crime story that takes place in the comic book world, and it is so good. Um, if I can recommend any author, Ed Brubaker's stuff is so damn good and gritty. The crime stuff, absolutely worth consuming. His Captain America stands for itself. I mean, if you've seen if you've seen the movies, you know he wrote those stories.
2: If you like Winter Soldier, you need to read uh, Brubaker's Captain America run.
0: Yeah, but this crime stuff is so amazing and so great. Uh, I picked up another one from um, Dwayne. I'm going to butcher his name. Dwayne De- Um He uh, does uh, crime novels, but he had one of his novels turned into a graphic novel for hard case crime. I'm in love with this imprint. I'm going to go buy a bunch more. Uh, I'm just getting into crime books, and what's, but I've always been in Dwayne's books.
2: What's the imprint? Uh, hard case crime. Oh, okay. That's what it's called? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, his book was called Breakneck. I've seen that. Yeah. And it was from issues, but to me, uh, everything in that book was for the graphic novel. Perfect. Uh, What else did I get this week? Uh, Omega. (laughs) I got War of the Realms Omega, so I got to read the wrap up on that. You did not, did you? That? No, I didn't. I, yeah. I, I, that was I had, one of the codes that wouldn't redeem? No, no,
1: uh, it redeemed, but like I said, my plan was to redeem all the codes, and one of the issues I had with Realms was that some of the books, it, it seemed like they were published out of order. Yeah. And so what I would like to do is, because I gave War of the Realms, number one, such a hard time, and I swore I wouldn't read the, the, and I end up reading, like I said, one hundred eighty-five dollars later. Right, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. But <clears throat> what I wanted to do was give it a second chance and reread it properly, you know, like it's supposed to be read, and then finish up, you know, and see how the ending comes out, and just give my grade from there. But I'm missing nine books,
0: so I can't do that yet. Oh, God, yeah, I was there. Mm-hmm. I know.
2: No, I feel- and I'm I'm reading now, and I'm past issue 4 mm-hmm. and there are 16 tie-ins between 4 and 5 <laughs> yeah and I'm like holy oh, shit how many are we going to get through that and then there's like 20 something between 5 and 6 mm.
0: our next episode is going to be War of the Realms we're going to break it down for you yeah. the good the bad the unbelievable but yeah it, that's a lot of money yeah
2: so far there's no ugly so I'm gra- like like, I'm like over- I said that there, out,
0: of,
1: out of the 37 I say it was 38 because I accidentally bought War Scrolls number 3 twice um, Grab bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, out of the 37 books, there's only two of them that I was highly disappointed in. Uh, New Agents of Atlas, number one, which I, I'm going to reread.
2: You, I think you should because I just read that mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is. Yeah, that's in my stack to read next. Just, yeah. And then
1: yeah. um, one of the Strike Force books because it was, ended up being just a retelling of something that happened in. I, I, issue one or something.
2: Yeah, and I think I like the the force books. Um, the one of them, I, li- I like the the retelling because I read it and I was like, wait, I already know this story. Mm-hmm. But then they add a different point of view, right? Yeah. So
1: I oh, like this one added Daredevil's yeah. point of view or Captain Marvel's point of view. Yeah, and it se- to me at the time when I reread it or when I read it, it was just a retelling of something that happened in number one with like a, this monologue from Captain Marvel at the end. Oh, like, I think that,
2: that was War Avengers.
1: Yes, 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 that's it. And so,
2: which the team is cool. Like, Very the team is cool. Puts it together. The team is cool. It's so cool.
1: But it, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way when I'm like, okay, where's this going? Different. Okay, mm-hmm. all it shows is how Deadpool ended up on the team, and then <laughs> it retold the story from issue one or two, and then. I
2: love the Sharks on Fire though.
1: <laughs> it was, and then, you know, her little monologue about war at the end. And that was all it was, and it, that, that book just disappointed me. Yeah. And I didn't want, I didn't buy any other Strike Force books because of that. Well, that, and, is, and
2: those were one shots, which is, which yeah. is, if you didn't like that one, that mean like the other ones were probably completely different, yeah. which, but it, but you never know, right? You, you, you do, you have tried it. Like, well, yeah. I already tried Strike
1: Yeah, but that's another $8. Yeah. You saved eight bucks after one
2: But, the one that I found super charming was the, the Giant Man.
1: Giant Man was
2: awesome. Holy I Christ. love Giant I've Man. I've only read the first one. It's but awesome. it's just, it's I told so you good. it's good. It's so good.
0: I, this is, you know, it's hard to argue. I came into this not wanting to like this, but right. it was Jason Aaron, and it's just fun. I, I, mean, I mean, it's the, expensive, the fun- but it's fun. The funny thing about it is is um, this will Jason- be my last event book, just mainly for money. Right. Um,
2: Absolute carnage. Did
1: you, yeah. yeah, he, he, so <laughs> Did you see how many books are tied
0: to that?
2: Yeah, yeah. How many books <laughs> are tied to that? He can't even defend it. So here's though I, I can't. I already told. I, I had this conversation with the with the shop owner at Sanctuary. Like, I was like, dude, I just got through War of the Realms. I can't go into another summer event where I know not only is it six issues for the main series, then they're spinning out like six different minis of three. That's eighteen comics. Plus, whatever tie-ins from the regular titles, um, like, I can't. So I told them, put me down for the normal Absolute Carnage. I have to validate each other title, like, on its own merit. I know there's going to be some cool covers because it's Venom and Carnage and Spider-Man stuff, and I love all that 90s gooey, like, just all over the place garbage, but I love it. I love it. Like, any like Carnage covers... I haven't been buying any right now of the, of the carnage. I, I
0: saw I saw Donnie tweeting some of them. Yeah. Oh and shit. there's
2: already some that are like the carnage version of people like Yeah. but I'm not I'm I'm not buying them because if I do get one I'm going to have to start getting more. Yeah. So so far I've been pretty good. But yeah, absolute carnage is going to be
0: I may save for the digital bundle and just see what what that costs me in the end. I yeah. may just that may be something I, I have like because then then that said. guarantees me my digital copy. I won't have singles. I not so I won't have like Floppies everywhere, right. stuff, and that's what I have right now with War of the Realms. Right. But they, you know, but the, I collect comics, right. so that's you know the floppies are kind of that part of it. I have to decide what what's worth spending money it may, on. It, it may end up being one of those things where, <clears throat> when it comes to event books,
1: I may end up not being in the moment and just have to try to avoid spoilers at all costs. Wait for the trade. If the trade is good and it's something I may want to collect, then I have to go back and go quest those. But even if I quest them, instead oh, of paying those, $5 those, for a book.
2: And those big events, like, questing them, if you if you wait a few months, it's a lot easier. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll go to the big uh, flagship half price books in uh, mm-hmm. Norris Highway and, like, there's stuff from two weeks ago, like, there. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a lot better. Uh, you know, uh, Zoos does their 25, um, uh, their quarter sale, uh, and that's where I picked up all the Shatter, Star that I was missing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because... Comic book stores—they don't want these issues. They—they, unfortunately, a lot of time they over-order on their things because there's so many books that people have to make these hard decisions. Like, what? And I say hard like within the comic book (laughs) context, not you know, yeah. I mean, they're really not not hard. But But, I mean, on a Wednesday when you're there, it's a tough decision, right?
0: Yeah, you go. I have a budget. I shouldn't be picking up these extra books. I have my regular books, and that's it. <laughs> There's only but, so much
2: room on my house, but I can't put everywhere. Yeah. The
0: one thing I'm, Omega, uh, War of the Realms Omega has a ton of first appearances of things, and I have a feeling that book's going to just jump up in price. Again, you know that's, that's not why I buy that's comics. Not why I buy comics either. And but for people who may you know invest in these, that's probably going to be the book that's going to be worth something right. out of all.
1: You know, if it, and it wasn't for. My idea of brick and mortar mom and pop shops being—I want them to be vital. Yeah. Like, like I still, as a kid, remember going to my comic book shop every week. You know, on the way home from First school. First
0: comic book shop was what?
1: Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was right next to Bill's Records and Tapes. It was right next door,
2: uh, over there in uh, Cedar, whatever.
1: No, no, no. This is uh, Bill's Record and Tape was originally um, right there at Spring Valley and Coit Road. Yeah. And um, oh,
2: because there's one now by the Alamo over there in downtown, right? Yeah, Yeah.
1: they um, they moved, they closed down for a little bit, And then they reopened. Um, But Bill's has been around since the '70s. Okay. And um,
2: it's it's a cool shop if you're if you're local. The original. You should go. Yeah. The original
1: was fantastic, and as a kid. I would walk home. It was on my way home from school. Yep. Um, and, and
2: they will order new stuff for you as well. So if you want right. to just get it, I know you can get it on Amazon and stuff. But if you want to support a shop, you know you can get. Safe, yeah. They can get. They have all this really cool all catalog, and then they have all. They can order new stuff for you as well. Right. So, um, back to comics. No, but back to. <laughs> <laughs> but no,
1: I would like. And and you as a younger person Young. at this point, younger. This, there, you know, there's quotes. I don't, on that. I don't, I don't think he yeah. would understand this as much as Clay would understand
0: He this. says younger and this table is a battle for the gray. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but I would
1: walk home and I would stop by Bill's. I'd walk next door, go by the comic book shop and then walk to the end of the strip mall and there was a stop, a stop and go and I would spend my $1.50 or $2 and play track and field
2: <laughs> oh, they, they had an arcade oh, at the, yeah. oh. every every anyone back, who's back ever played track and up, field knows every
1: every uh convenience store had a mini arcade yeah. like three like three three machines and you could play like Centipede was one of them our Asteroids uh our shop had Frogger yeah Frogger oh. um but Track and Field when that came out boy everybody had cuz there was You Had to come up with different ways of how because it was all about how fast you could push the buttons, yeah. Right? So you go left, right, left, Left, so um, but you get a pencil and put it and just (laughs) tap, or you get a comb and do the same thing, or you get your buddy, or yeah, 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 yeah. you get your buddy, like
0: one button, you're hitting. I mean,
1: that was just a daily ritual for me, and and just think about that as a child, and and well, coming back. As an adult and realizing how important comic book shops are to you and, and how important Bill's records and tapes was to the community, yeah. as an adult looking back on it, and that was my childhood, was walking home, stopping by Bill's, going next door, going to the comic book shop, see what's on the spinner rack, and then stopping by,
0: stop and go, and playing some track and field video game, and then heading home to do homework. I was lucky because I actually, Lone Star Comics was in Town East Mall. Right. And I lived out in Rowlett, so we would have to drive all the way to Mesquite, but it was, the the mall was the big thing so that I could go to, uh, and I would just go there and spend my entire time just looking at comics and stuff. And so that was my first experience, and that's where I'm like, uh, I heard that there were that there was a Star Wars comic. I'm looking for the Star Wars comic, and everyone's just talking about X Men, mm. and so that was like, oh, okay, well, I should buy that. I'm going to buy an X Men, so I bought X Men 181. That was my first X Men comic. Nice, yeah. Uh, what was your first shop?
2: Uh, so I I went to the the old Time Comics location when it was in Marsh by the whatever the where the Walmart is now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't buy anything there. I was, just, I was looking for Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and they didn't have any there. The <laughs> uh, but Lone Star and Mesquite was the first time that I, I went in, which is now, uh, what's it called? Uh, Urban Legends. Urban Legends. Uh, so that's where I first went in, and I bought uh, Avengers vs. X-Men Zero uh, and Earth 2, number one, for DC, from DC Comics. And those were the first two things that I was like, that's when I decided, all right, I'm going to start collecting comics these are the first two things that i'm getting because it's like i'm getting all these superheroes in two books so i'm trying to get bang for my buck yeah Mm -hmm. Um, yeah because i even asked the the shop guy he's like hey man you know like i'm trying to read like as many people as i can in one book he's like well you could do this this one this one i was like well i'll do one marvel one dc Um, he hands you crisis on infinite earth because (laughs) even even before like when i was in college and stuff, when i was reading uh uh, I read Civil War and I read that with all the times like everything. Wow. But I read it because that that was when people would post like all the scans online. Oh and, yeah. And like they put everything in like a reading order so I was just you know in between classes and stuff. Uh, that was I knew comic books existed but I just like I didn't know where I could go buy them and stuff you know. Yeah. Um, it was it wasn't pre-internet but it was like pre like I'm gonna find whatever I want real quick because it wasn't it was just not the way kind of people like did things and this is not that far like it's 2005 7 whatever that's when i was in college and and yeah but it was like reading all the civil war was so much fun because you get uh i I, and i love that that title uh you know you get some big reveals you get the heroes fighting each other which was it felt like the first time that was really happening i know it's happened before with like secret wars but that's like somewhere else but to me that was the first time that was happening yeah I know all these guys they're good guys why are they fighting each other um and i mean the setup is just really good and it's like it's related to like a real life like event or whatever you know it's Mm -hmm. a, a disaster so so yeah i was i was engaged and that's why i was reading everything that was coming out like all the times plus like i said you know at the time i people would just post them online so i would just read them there which now i know i you know i i need to go support the industry and maybe that was one yeah. of the, that's one <laughs> right. of the reasons why it's uh you know sometimes they're suffering and they have to do stuff like put out a bunch of variants and books and stuff like that but mm. So I'm a better comic book reader now. Uh, oh, God. I'm
0: gonna send, I'm gonna send this Bad Weekend home with one of y'all to read about it because as you're, you're talking about the comic book industry and stuff, right. that's it, it's in on there.
2: Hoopla. So I'm gonna get it right now. Like oh I, yeah, I saw it. yeah. I think oh. I saw it. Is it on there? It takes a few days for, it, but I think it's already on there. Okay. Oh, oh.
0: If you, yeah, if you've got Hoopla, pick up Bad Weekend, man. It's so good.
2: Yeah. Or check out, go check your local library. They might have it already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. the The other books I got uh, that I really want to push is Bitter Roots, uh, Summer Special. Um, a lot of different art, great story, but what's most important is in the back of that book. Uh, you're going to get an education. That that book is uh, really worth the read. I love those guys. Uh, and then Second Coming is the book about God sending his son back to Earth to learn um, what he did in the first time around from a superhero. So... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so he's kind of mentoring under a superhero as an adult Jesus, and uh, it's, I don't know, I mean, I'm not religious. religious, I'm not religious, so none of it really bothers me. What about y'all?
2: So, just real quick, second coming is, uh, there was a little bit of backstory to this book because it was dropped by the original publisher, and they've, uh, this is put out by Mark Russell, who's the, the writer, Richard Pace is the artist, and, uh, Leonard Kirk, uh, he's a finisher. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what that means. You know, what a finisher.
0: <laughs> well, if you do, if you do layouts, someone who just kind of uh, a rough, very rough drawing, and then someone who comes in. And oh,
2: so they go over like the, the thumb. okay. Almost, yeah.
0: almost penisher, penciler, inker level. Got like. it,
2: got it. So and Andy Troy is a colorist, and uh, Rob Steen the letterer. And there's also a second story, I think.
0: And it's from uh, Ahoy Comics. Yes. Yeah,
2: is there a second story in the book? Mm-mm. The closing doors. No. Oh, because there's more credits here. Stuart Moore and Cayetano Is there a preview? Maybe. Oh, the maybe back? there
0: is. I, I didn't. I only read that book. That was the only thing I'll in check. it. Oh, I, have, I have. it here. So. Yeah. Um. And the only other thing I picked up was uh, – but I haven't read. So I said Home Run, but I did pick up the new Stranger Things book, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Oh,
2: I, sorry. The Closing Doors is an essay that's in the back. Oh, okay. It does have an illustration. That's why they, they credit an artist. Okay, yeah, because okay. there is
0: an essay in the back of uh, the Root book. Um, completely worth reading. And
2: then, like Clay said, this is by Ahoy Comics. They picked it up. It's got a really cool uh, Amanda Connor. cover. Yeah. Cover. Um, I think for some reason that ball guy looks like Doctor Evil <laughs> to me, even with the outfit.
0: Oh, um, that he's shoving bread in his yeah, mouth. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: So, like he he just looks like Doctor Evil. So I don't know. Why. <laughs> so.
0: Um, it was a fun book. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. You know if
2: uh, if. And if, if if you don't know, Mark Russell wrote that um, Snagglepuss. Uh, book that and Wonder got, Twins, yeah, yeah, that got a, like Snagglepuss got like all these awards uh, and yeah, it was and a stuff, huge. So, um, so yeah, if you you know go if you want to check out some stuff that he's already done and you want to maybe find it in your library, uh, go check that out because I know Snagglepuss is definitely on the library app, uh, or you might even find a, a cheap um, copy now in Comics Lodge or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely
0: um, worth reading.
1: His stuff's good. Uh, I do have a question for the panel. Uh, is anybody else reading Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man? By Tom Taylor. I just picked up that issue six. Yeah, I've only read
2: the Spider Bite issue because I think the first trade finally came out, so now I'll be. Yeah, that's why I was
1: asking, because I've only been able to read Tom Taylor by bits and pieces. Everything I read from him seems really good. Yeah, like really good. So his
2: Injustice stuff, mm -hmm. which I've read pretty much everything that's out um, in a trade form, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Like I love it. Like he's really well. When you have the, I guess that's the only caveat that the stuff I've read mostly it takes place in a separate universe, mm-hmm. so you can be a lot more risky and right. more, uh, there, you know, you can have a lot more directions without really impacting the universe as a whole. Right. Uh, but now, you know, all the other stuff he's doing, he's doing Star Wars books now. He's doing all those. Yep. Uh, what are, these are called? Age of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Age of the Resistance. Like the the new one shots. He's doing mm-hmm. that stuff. So he's great. And then. Yeah.
1: And no, I, uh, no, I was just. I was debating on picking up that trade because. Uh, if, if you can get that I, issue, I, it's worth it. I know Taffa the Darling loves so it only, so, and so it only collects the first five. Yeah, your first five. Yeah. You, won't get, five, you oh, won't get yeah. Spider Bite. Yeah, yeah I won't yeah. get Spider Bite.
0: But and I knew that going in. Uh, and,
2: and Bad Weekend is on Hoopla. So I think it's i can I, I, can't,
0: I can't recommend that enough. Uh, Dwayne choinsky's uh, hard case files i, I rec- well I recommend his graphic novel, but I recommend his novels. I'm a big fan of his crime books
2: and they, they look really nice on your shelf too, like the colors of the covers and the it's like these pastels right. that they'll just look cool like just you know in your table book or whatever so uh, I mean
0: I can't be two for two in hardback books like this, just buying them side unseen and being as great as they are. Uh, interesting about
1: Hoopla, in my uh, library that I go through, I went from six, uh, do six books a month to three. Ooh. It dropped down to three books so a I month. So I think
2: the more people that start you unfortunately. I mean, I guess it's good that there's more people. people are, are
0: using there. the library? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So,
1: uh, But, yeah, so I want to pick up Gideon Falls this month, uh, Volume 2.
0: Ooh, I just got caught up. Mm-hmm. So good. And, and something happens that I was like, holy shit, this is just now different than... I thought it was so. So, uh, so
2: it's, has it taken? And I know you, you and Josh mentioned that the first volume was kind of one story, and then it really takes—it's really slow. It off into something else. But every else.
0: kind of reveal is like, oh, this is big,
1: oh. and this is huge. So and volume two is better. Get, get, it gets better in volume it, two. It, it's all slow, but it's it real like worth it. It feels like
2: it's snowballing into like this, like really cool stories. So I so really I think,
0: like Jeff Mirror. I'm, I'm starting to really like his stuff. He's doing. Is that guy just writing everything that's out there? It seems like it. Yeah. I, I get excited when I see his name on stuff, and then I go, man, I can't afford to keep behind everything he does. Yeah. And I'm, I, I haven't finished um, – I'm still trying to get through his Vertigo book. What was it? Sweet Tooth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm on volume four of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have like a scattered amount of books everywhere. I'm just like, I need to get through this,
2: or yeah. I need to finish this. Right. Speaking of Jeff Lemire, this week, something I haven't read, but I'm really looking forward to, Black Hammer, Justice League, <laughs> Hammer of Justice number one came out. How yeah, was it? All that? I, haven't it. Oh. I haven't read it. I haven't read it. I've been, I, I've at the been top reading, of your pile. I've been reading so much War of the Realms stuff that I haven't <laughs> had time to. So last weekend it was all X23 stuff, and then I've been reading War of the Realms. Then I had to read the book for Comic Book Club, um, The Girl Town. Um, but yeah, I'm so yeah, excited. Like, you know I read Black Hammer Volume 1, and I love that book.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. I wanted to get into Girl Town a little bit, but you're you're just too excited about this other book. So keep well, going. no,
2: we can because I haven't read it. I, I'm just telling people go pick it up because Jeff Lemire and I only picked up two covers. I'm very proud of myself because I'm there very, was I'm very proud of you. It was five, we had to change your name. Variant? There was a Lemire cover. There was a Sorrentino cover. Um, Budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. did <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm growing up, guys. Don't worry. Right before your eyes. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, there was a lot of cool variants. Uh, I picked up the Lemire. There was a unique paquette that I was like, I love how he draws Batman for some reason. Um, but I, I didn't pick that one up because I told myself, I'm not going to tell my shop to pull anything. Do you
0: have a favorite Batman artist?
2: Oh, man, I I think Greg Capullo just because he he was there from when I really started. Yeah. And his his Batman evolved so much just throughout that five-year run. God, it was five years. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, his Not even man, Jacques, I, I would expect. I he, love Jacques, too. Yeah. Um, but
1: I think Tim uh, Sale is my favorite. I like Capullo's
2: interiors more than Jacques. Um, I love Jacques' stuff, but it, it, I like that his stuff is more in miniseries because um, his style is a little bit – Capullo's style is more towards like a long story. I feel Mm -hmm. where Jacques is like, here's this, you know, here's the story, like the, the Batman who laughs, that's about to end right now. Um, And then that's it. And then let's take a break, go back to some more traditional style. Uh, But then I'll, you know, add something else from Jacques. So, so I like him a lot too, but I think Capullo is my main Batman artist. Um,
0: If, what, if, uh, if you could get a one original piece of Batman art, who would you want it from Adrian? I was just, the funny thing, I was just thinking about that. Uh, so, would you take a, uh, a, a Tim Sale? Oh, I'd definitely take a Tim Sale. I think you would take a Tim Sale Catwoman. I don't know. If yeah, I, I, uh, I, th- I think uh, Batman, I think. Yeah. Well. Uh, you know what? It,
1: I, it's hard to say that because I also like Jim Lee's Batman. Yeah. Um. So,
0: but. Do you think he can draw Batman in his sleep? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> He has he has a thirty second Batman mm-hmm. that looks like something I would have to do like in three hours. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, You you sit there. He, he does these things on online where he, he, does, he, he, follow he does on these, Twitch. Yeah, he, do, he does yeah. draw
2: along on Twitch where he'll draw something and then ask like you know anybody that wants to draw the same thing mm-hmm. and then he'll share every like everything that people submit to him. Right, it's so cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know what? I, I, well. When he was talking about uh, Capullo's Batman, it it got me thinking. I kind of drifted off. I need to come up with a list of just artists and what I would like to get commissioned from each artist. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because we have these comic book shows coming up and coming out. And, you know, if this artist is there. This is what I want from them to draw and come up with that list. Ken Lashley right? going to be here
2: in August, and if I can get into his commission list, I'm going to drop down some money for that. Cause so,
0: well, we all missed the last show. Did you all? Oh, wait. No, you went I to I go to you I got went. to go. <laughs> so so I, I, had, I had a meeting this weekend uh, for Who Needs to Sleep, and Donna, Donna, was, Donna was there, and, and she worked that show. Mm-hmm. And guess who she handled?
2: Mark, Mark Bagley? No. Bigger. Neil Adams? Uh, Fabian Nicias. Uh, Physically
0: Bigger. Oh, Jim Shooter. Jim Shooter. She got to handle wow. Jim Shooter, and she just told me stories. Uh, so it was just so awesome. I, I was think, like, "Fuck, I want to be
2: there." I think I've met Donna, or at least I've seen who she is. That was—I was trying to think of the people that looked familiar at the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, because whoever was with Fabian, he says it too. I think she—I don't remember her name—but she was really good. Maybe Cat. Ooh, yeah. So, but she was really good about making sure that the line was all good and all that, and then also that he didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah,
0: I would just say, I would I'd love to hear those Jim Shooter stories. Yeah,
2: so when we went, my buddy has a my buddy Wilson that I went to the show with. Um, he has a tattoo of Star Wars, and that she saw it. And then they started talking about that while I was talking to one of the artists that I got a commission from because uh, Jim Shooter was at his panel. So, yeah, it was it was all the people that volunteer at those shows. But I think, um,
1: yeah, like you're right. Uh, if I were to meet Tim Sale, it'd probably be a cat Catwoman, woman. Catwoman, or um, or Mary Jane. Now, would you want wow. Catwoman
2: yeah. or Selina Kyle? Huh? Because I love. When in Rome, when in Rome, that, yeah, I, I love his Selina Kyle. Like without yeah. the Catwoman outfit, yeah, like I love how he draws yeah. her. Yeah, I mean, I love how her. he
0: draws women. Period. Yeah. Well, it, it, to me, it's always been the face. Like he, he when he puts that Catwoman costume on, you know, you can still see her eyes, but he can do so much more when he just shows her entire face. And
2: there's that panel of uh, in the Long Halloween of Batman jumping onto the car to stop it, kind of like in the movie. Right. And it's just like this, you see the boots and mm-hmm. then the cape right. flowing back. And so I, I also love Tim Sale. Like, I yeah. i grew to love his art because originally I did it. I, I tried to read that book multiple times. And Which I, one, the Long Halloween? Thing, the Long Halloween. Yeah. And it kept throwing me off. But once you get past those things, once you get to the Selena Kyle page, the first one, right. I fell in love. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. So.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I mean, because you go Long Halloween, you go Dark Victory uh when in rome uh and then the the color books from marvel are just fantastic. Yeah. Um he's a great artist and but I think if if I were to meet if Tim Sale were coming to town, I think I'd get a commission of him doing
0: Catwoman. You're right about that. I, I did meet him at a con and mm-hmm. was at the time I was like trying to do interview stuff for like Wizard and shit and so mm-hmm. I just sat there and talked to him for and he just just had story after story and people would come up that had that follow him. And this was like at San Diego mm-hmm. uh 97. And he, he would just uh, he would just oh hey yeah I've got that piece for you like he has his people he deals with and he and uh, they just come in and buy original art and it's just like wow imagine just I just give me four pages out of uh, Spider Man Blue oh hell no <laughs> Dude uh, um, yeah if I had Tim Sell I'd probably want Spider Man Blue Spider Man Blue yeah one of the last pages. Or, or, a, or a vulture. i want that
1: last page of Spider-Man Blue. I would pay ungodly amounts of money for that last page of Spider-Man wow. Blue. I think
0: I think we need to have a fantasy art
1: league. I don't know if this exists, but right. we
0: need to have like $10,000 so each and then just we could go do, buy pages. You know what we
2: could do? We would do uh, like a tournament, like a March Madness bracket of like, we'll break it up into regions like classic artists, new, or, like current artists, young guns, like new no. artists coming up. And then maybe like did get anybody depend- else
1: pick up that that uh, that free sketchbook that's Sorry. out now. Yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. The, the, and, the Young Guns.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the shop should have plenty. Like, they did, have my shop didn't plenty. have one. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna have uh, to I'll go. I'll try get to it. pick one right. up from Sanctuary next time. I-
0: Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod on Twitch at Next Issue and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison kyle at kylepedia adrian at adrian underscore harry daniel at echo spider and josh at cosmosis hail bebo